So this is a normal episode? This is as normal as we get. All right. So welcome to that Exude, that Christianity podcast, a podcast where we kind of go into the etc. of the world, everything and then some, all those other things. Yeah, sure. We're going to cover it right here today. Well, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Robert. And uh, the topic for today um, I'm throwing completely out of left field because I know you had no idea what we're going to be talking about. And you know, I, I'll complain about it. <laughs> I, I'm sure you will at least three times. Uh, so far, that's the count um, per show. The the thing that kind of got me this morning, uh, and, and usually, you know, we have our mornings where we kind of gather ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like having a little bit of time with God in the morning. It's a good t- silent time. And then I try to dwell on things that I can do for the day. The thing that popped in my head, uh, and, and just to put a time stamp on this one, we are coming up on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make this the love episode. Ooh, the Exciting love episode. and new. Come aboard. <laughs> We're expecting you. Is this from a love boat? Oh, okay. Let me give the Isaac two yeah. fingers at you, very, which is not those fingers, but the nice pointy ones. Reference. I don't get any reference. No one's going to get that understand. unless you were in the 70s and 80s, I guess. Um, but nonetheless, yes, uh, Gavin McLeod, not here, but I am. And uh, what we are going to be talking about, too, is what what really keeps us going as far as the significant others in our lives. And for mine, um, we are coming up on 20 years of marriage, which is almost unheard of nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, I think 20 years of marriage now is kind of how people early on in my time frame of growing up and everything looked at people who were married for 50 years mm-hmm. like and it's, are you saying that your time with joy has felt like 50 years well for her probably, <laughs> probably yeah, yeah her, her yeah, having to put sure. up with me um and and, and and one of the funny things of course with us in being in a military family uh the biggest thing that we always talk about is technically for four years i was never there <laughs> oh, now no. it wasn't like i was yeah. a deadbeat dad or anything yeah. i was gone but now <laughs> Three of the years, there was a lack of communication only because of the circumstances. The last uh, activation that I had, the communication was much better and made it for uh, a little bit better of an activation as far as being able to be there for situations and handling things. And just for those those people at home, when, he's, when you're talking about activation, you're talking about a deployment to an, another country and in the service of the United States well, Army. So. technically. Now, two of the years that I was activated, oh. I was Homeland okay. Security, but the communication wasn't... Uh, yeah. on par with what it is today so we were still limited on being able to like yeah you, you know, said talk a telegram and it, yeah. well not that bad but uh <laughs> i wrote a letter every day um <laughs> the uh the big thing i think that we dealt with was two years of homeland security uh, uh one small stint of hurricane uh, uh duty but that was only a month and then a year and a half basically i was away from my family for our first major overseas mm-hmm. going to iraq deployment so those times you know i was just not there um i was there you know spiritually and everything I, you know constantly praying for them and uh praying that i could be able to see them again you know all that was there but yeah we we, we say we got a little bit of a cheat and uh, are coming up on 20 years, so 19 years, technically. So 15 of those years, we've been together. <laughs> I like how you're doing <laughs> on, the math, on. too. Yeah, yeah, uh, we y'all don't do see that. him. He took out a notebook. Well, and he actually read his, yeah. Yeah, he read his anniversary date. There's so. only so much <laughs> I can do sometimes. but uh, that is, I, I know what you're saying, too. So I remember, um, and, and so my, my parents split up after 16 years, and 16 years is a long time. Um, but, yeah, but, like, now, um, and, and, again, we've joked, I am 20 years younger than you. So it is, it is weird how in that 20 years what was – the norm, which were longer, steadier relationships, 
we're not seeing that as the norm. So coming up on 20 years, I have to, I'm going to get a little real, this is a well, real applause. This is not, not canned clap. Yeah. I'm not going for a know? pat on the back. But, and, and I think what really too made me start thinking about this, we just recently found out that some friends of ours are not uh, going to stay married, you know, and, and, and you hate to hear that. And in such a young marriage, they've, they've only been married for a, a, just a few years. And you, you just see where relationships don't work out and you're trying to figure out just, man, um, if, if, if you can just stick it through and ride through the waves, hopefully if that person was really meant for you, you know, and, and, and there was so many, yeah, there were some stumbling blocks along the way for both of us and how we ended up with each other is, is, is just great. It was, you know, obviously God had a plan, mm -hmm. uh, for both of us and what we had gone through very similar in breakups prior to us meeting, uh, kind of led us to where we were at. And, um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing I could see, you know, I was in love with someone. Uh, we were engaged. We even got that far with it and then found out that, you know, it, it just wasn't yeah, going to work. Yeah, wasn't on the up and up. No, yeah. and, and, and it was one of those things where it was a blessing in disguise. Was I uh, not not so much tormented? I wasn't, like, sitting out in the rain like <laughs> yeah. you see in every yeah, movie yeah. or in a phone booth leaving messages or anything like that, but uh, it was a struggle to kind of deal with the, the not – the loss of the relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying loss like she passed away or something, but it was just the loss of the relationship, the uh, the distrust that came in mm -hmm. that led to it and everything. And it really just, it, it shattered me um, where I was, you know, kind of, you know, not wandering the earth, not wandering the desert, but just kind of wandering in my mind, like, will I be able to find someone after going through something like that? And then you find in the way, the way you talk about your wife, Joy, it, it's, it seems like, Clearly, clearly this was like the right person for you. And if it was up to you, like you would have made the wrong decision. I think so many times in our life, like we don't see what God's doing. And we have this like idea on our head of what we think it's supposed to look like. And so often, certainly through scripture, but so often in our own lives, the way God delivers is usually not that way that we came up with because God, his, his design is so much better, so much more masterful. Um, so, so talk a little bit, cause obviously, so that breakup happens and then somehow you wind up with joy. Just kind of talk us through as you. Well, I'm in the, the other running joke, other than the fact that I haven't been there like the entire, um, uh, coming up on 20 years mm -hmm. is, uh, is the fact that I just took God literally for what he said in finding joy in everything that I do. Ah, ah. I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, and, and, and it is funny how love can be blinding whereas when i was in the past relationship a lot of my friends saw where i didn't need to be going you know they they knew that i wasn't meant for that particular person and didn't i guess no one really came up to me and tell me or if they did i didn't catch it and it was seems like it was funny because after that relationship had ended so many of my friends came back out of the woodwork and were telling me man you just didn't see it but we knew where that was going i'm like oh well, gee, thanks. You know, and, but they were like, "What well, we, we tried to tell you. And, and, but uh, yes, uh, uh, blind date. Uh, we were both under similar circumstances and we both had uh, friends who were very close to both of us and knew what both of us were going through. And they thought this is an ideal matchup. Um, and Robbie, you know, he knows he holds this over my head. It was because, mm -hmm. you know, he and his wife both were able to, to get us together. And um, yeah, you know, and it, I kind of sensed it at the beginning when we first met and uh, and then it just as as the relationship growed and, and, and was constantly growing and everything and all the things that we had 
in, in common. And the biggest thing I think that, and, and this is going to cause for big brownie points if she listens to no. this, but you just the uh, the fact that when you when you see somebody and you're looking into their eyes and what you see is beyond just the the brown eyes you mm-hmm. know which she she's uh, constantly anti she wants blue eyes mm-hmm. but anyway yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah but when i look into her eyes i can see how much she loves me and i know that i'd love her just as much if i try not to get <laughs> i try to get more and she always tells me that's yeah, the running yeah. joke too is that she loves me more but um but we have that yeah as as kitschy as that is but uh but you know i can really see how much she cares for me and how much she uh, wants. And I had the same for her, you know, it's, it's reciprocating. Um, the, the, but I think the biggest thing that a lot of people don't realize uh, in relationships, it is not going to be that primrose path. It's not going to be, you know, did we have some term tumultuous times? Yes. Um, did we have times of mistrust? Yes. Uh, did we overcome that? I would like to think so. Yes. <laughs> because we're still yeah. together now and, and really, even more so the fact that we've gone grown together in faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's some of the similar things that I see in your life as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's, it's so funny to think, cause I was just, I was doing the math and um, I know you're, you're, you're turning 50, are you turning 50 this year? I will be. Okay. That's, that's old. Anyways, no. Thanks. So when you're talking about being together for 20 years, 19 years, you know, you're, you're about the age that I am now when you're finding her and I'm thinking about how different I am now than I was 10 years ago when me and my uh, my now wife started dating. Um, so we just passed over February 5th, I think is what we settled on. We think was like our first little kind of at home date. And so, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a great ride. We've been married for six of those 10 years. So we dated for a while. I told her it was a long audition process. Um, but uh, yeah, so when I met my wife, she had a four month old. And so um, it was a, it was a different thing for me, but I fell in love with Braden so quickly, and I probably fell in love with him as fast or faster than I fell in love with Rachel. And so I've always been dad. I say he you know, he's mine. I just didn't have any genetic input. Um, and so, like you said, we have we have our ups and downs. We were young when we were dating, and I think neither of us knew the best way to honor each other. And um, and. I'll save kind of some of our biggest testimony for another uh, another podcast. But, you know, we've watched in the last handful of years God do some absolutely tremendous things, whether that's through Lucas, who he's going to turn six this year, whether it's through the, ten, the twins that we're expecting now. Um, God has been so faithful, which has just reinforced what I felt the whole time, which was that um, I knew that this was who God had for me. And that's like a really cool thing, because, again, if I would have just we write things down on paper and try to come up with like who I thought of. Um, there, there's elements that would look like Rachel, um, but God knew better exactly what I was going to need at different times in my life. And over the last decade, we've been through um, like every high and low you could think of. But there's nobody like when I when I tell her that like I'm so happy I'm doing life with her. Like there's nobody like we're on the same page. We don't we don't miss on a lot of stuff. And like our arguments have to be about the most ridiculous stuff, like the littlest tiny things, because we don't have anything major to argue about. So it'll literally be like I put her, you know, her leggings in the wrong legging store. She's got two leggings stores, one's for like wear outside in public <laughs> leggings and one's like for not for the public's eye leggings. Like so anyway, so like that's the kind of things. But it's been it's been a fun time. Um, like I said, we're, we're young and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to another 10 and many, many more years. Um, especially now because we're going to have two more. We're going from two to four kids just like that. Um, 
but yeah, so it's funny because when you talk about going through those seasons, I think if I wasn't intentional about um, like displaying God's love and forgiveness um, or even like reflecting on, okay, well, maybe maybe sometimes I'm wrong. And as guys, we tend to not admit that, right? Um, I always say, I thought I was wrong once, but it turns out I was mistaken, right? Um, we don't want to admit that we're wrong. And I, I found in my life that so much of that... Um, me being able to recognize and be aware of myself and kind of my tendencies and things like the way I argue, the way I get mad, the way I get frustrated. Um, sometimes it's, they're easy to avoid just because I get to know myself. And so that's kind of saved me and Rachel from a lot of the kind of little petty fights, I guess. Yeah, and, I think in my maturity, which, you know, that's loosely <laughs> yeah. said, but, but I think in some of the things too. I have learned uh, not to overreact, not to... Uh, and, and, and I think my common thread uh, at a younger age was uh, I would immediately try to have a comeback. I mm -hmm. would immediately have an answer. And oh, it yeah. wasn't a well-thought answer <laughs> or a retort. Uh -huh. and, and that would come back with some pretty good aggression past, uh, yeah. coming back yeah, at yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think we both, in a way, we have learned to take our time, if there is an issue that develops, that we take our time and we rationalize our answers we do try to think about that other person's feelings and how that other person's thinking because we don't we don't think alike it's mm -hmm. it's you know it's one of those things it's not you're not going to find that person that where y'all are both perfectly matched where y'all are thinking the same thing you can finish each other's sentences yeah. and you know we're sharing a soul you know that kind of thing uh it, it's you have yes you you are going to have some similarities and mm -hmm. things, but there's other things, the way that people think it's not going to be the same. And you have to kind of adapt and learn to that. Um, it, it, but it works. That's the thing. And you make it work in some ways. If it doesn't, mm -hmm. you'll find a way to make it work because you love that person so much. So I'm going to ask a question. And I hate to call you out on the podcast because oh, I know are. our good friend David is going to listen. Mm -hmm. um, did you stay? So at our, one of our mutual friends, David, and his, his beautiful wife, Ashley, they got married here just a couple years ago, had the most awesome second wing. So they got married. It's actually a pretty, pretty cool story. I'll let him share. Um, but they had a, a private little mini ceremony because they wanted to get married because they wanted to move in together and they felt that was the right thing to do. And so they got married, but then they had a big wedding later. And um, that, that wedding was so much fun. Did you stay there? I know you were there. Yes. Did you stay for the speeches? And I don't just say that because I gave a speech. No, I don't. We did. We did miss the speeches. We kind of, and it's not that we ducked out early. It was just yeah, time. to. No, leave. and it was, it was a, like a late, uh, kind of party. Yeah, and really we have anything. kids. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we had babysitters. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we well, we did, no. but we didn't want to. <laughs> like, not all day. So, okay, I got you. Um, <laughs> so, and it's a it's a like, really really funny story. So, I I am not a stranger to public speaking. I'm excited about it. I have all the energy for it, and I, I'm a good preparer. And I don't get intimidated by crowds or sudden changes. Uh, I like improv. That's why I don't mind when you come up with topics without telling me because it's okay. Yeah, that's but funny. um, so I remember talking to the bridesmaid. And she like we were trying to figure out where we were going to do the speeches. And, you know, we wanted to do it in the banquet room where everybody was eating. But she insisted she had to be near the DJ. And and like so finally I asked her, I was like, are you are you going to like sing or something? And she's like, no, 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 no. I just I just think that's the best place for it. Mm -hmm. I said, OK, whatever. Well, and then she rapped. She changed lyrics to a Post Malone song. And um, instead of better now, it was married now. And she absolutely killed it. I mean, like put a hat on sideways and like absolutely killed it. Like people loved it. It was hilarious. And then you follow up. And I have to follow that. Um, and I have this really nice speech. So when we, the only reason I asked her about her speech, like whether she's going to sing or whatever, was because I wanted to make sure she wasn't going to say they were perfect for each other. 
And I told her because my whole speech is predicated. The, the very first thing I say is I said a lot of people, especially today, are going to tell you that you're perfect for each other. But that's not true. You are two imperfect people. And so my whole speech was about if you're expecting perfection, then you're, you're only going to be frustrated and, and really hurt throughout because David is going to mess up on Ashley just like she's going to mess up on David. And it's not always big things. Sometimes it's like you didn't do the laundry the way I wanted, right? So I am not perfect. I'm not a perfect person. I can't be perfect for Rachel. Um, and, and Rachel can't be perfect for me. So we have to learn and know ahead of time, like, hey, I'm going to manage my expectations. There's going to be certain things that I'm going to put my, my foot down and say, hey, like you're not going to hurt my kids. You're not going to be disloyal. And I mean, I mean, don't talk bad about me. Like if you have something we need to talk about and that's something I can work on, then let's do that privately. Let's not do it publicly. But like really outside of those things, I'm like, I don't need to come home to like some five star meal or, or some like super, like I can, I'm not going to go check the, the ceiling fan for dust. Okay. Like it's, I pick my battles, but I, I think you have to go in recognizing that we are, we are not a perfect people. And so if I'm expecting perfection, I'm, you're just going to be let down. The only way to make it 20 years or longer is to know that there's going to be some bumps and some bruises, but you're going to have the same scars because you're going to go through those same things together. Yeah. And you're always going to have those things to, to base your relationship on and see how you can grow uh, spiritually and, you know, and, and physically and, and everything emotionally. It, it's just this big growing process and you're going to have to take the lumps. Um, you're going to be challenged, mm-hmm. and, and you're going to be challenged in your faith. You're going to be challenged in just about everything. We have. We, mm-hmm. I mean, we've gone through so much, not just the activations, but with our kids, um, all of them being five years apart. So we're, like, spaced out the mm-hmm. uh, the drama between each of them as yeah. far as school is concerned or just life in general and, and a lot of things that happen there uh, and things that happen along the way. And a lot of the things that you see uh, – I I think we have grown so much spiritually uh, as the days go. And, and one of the things that kind of led me, uh, I believe, to joy was the day that I got saved. Now, I say that to say this. There's a lot of people out there who, uh, at an early age, came forward mm-hmm. and yeah. said, I'm ready for you to you know come into my heart, mm-hmm. God. And, and, and I did that. And I, I did that at an extremely young age. And I feel as though, as much as I hate to say it, maybe my heart wasn't completely there on the spiritual side where it should be when I did that. Well, at the young age, because again, I'm just a kid. I don't really understand the whole. The, I think that, I think it really it's just the whole concept. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's as an adult, it's hard to really grasp God's love and what grace means, and like to understand that like you there was a payment for something you didn't do. I have a, I have a 15 year old brother. He struggles with that. He's like, why I didn't do, I didn't create a bill. So there's no debt for somebody to pay for me. And I'm like, no, you just misunderstand. Like we all, you know, so I think it it is just understanding. It's not, it's not a bad thing. I think it's great for kids to want to desire God. And I I know I was the same way. I, I listen to people. They talk about that moment that they got saved and you're going to share yours in just a moment. I think that's so cool. I don't have that. I just remember always loving God. I know that there was times when I've been as intimately close to God as I ever could be but i don't remember this one time a light switch i just got lucky that way um but i'm so fascinated when people talk about 
Well, and, and that's the, the thing that, um, you know, at a young age and in some I've had friends who were just scared, mm-hmm. you know, and there's some sometimes you'll run into a sermon that will scare the bejeebers yeah, yeah, out of yeah, you to the point that, yeah. where, yeah, I better, I better get saved <laughs> or I'm going, you know, down. So um, and I've had a lot of friends who, who went through that experience as well. And and I can't remember what it was that it prompted me. And I, it, it may have been the very well that my heart was in the right mm-hmm. place. But again, yeah. being such a young uh, of a young age, I don't think I got it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so what sold me on it was uh, I realized at a time while I was in college, and I'm sure everybody goes through this, you have that freedom. Uh, there was a lot of churches that I missed out on. I did not go to service. I did not do that normal uh, drug routine that I always yeah. talk about that my mom drug me to church and you know That's regardless weird. if I wanted to go or not but I did That's and, weird when you're talking about drug routine I got nervous for a second I was like, Yeah well routine. I have a drug habit and that was the fact that my mom drug me to church That's you know regardless if I was going or not I was waking up Sunday and I was going to church so uh, but in that someone going through um, those that phase of not going to church I felt like my, my there was a void in my life and, and at the same time that relationship was starting to crumble yeah. um, that, not with the current uh, relationship but the past relationship was was starting to crumble and, and, I, and I was starting to see the writing wall but I didn't really until and I stumbled across this little church in DeArmerville mm-hmm. hole in the wall you yeah. know out of nowhere and it just <clears throat> happened to be uh, in the area while I was in college that I stumbled across this church and the preacher there was so ingenious with his writing and his presentation. And and I know it was God's words, mm-hmm. not his. Yeah. I wasn't going for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't yeah. going there for the preacher. I know people can get kind of <clears throat> mixed up in that. But he was so good at making me really thirst for more. Like I was really wanting to get into the word. I had never had my heart yearn to go to church as much as when I was going to that church in DeArmerville. So I always remember that. I'm never going to forget the little church in DeArmerville. And uh, actually, even the first time I ever transferred a membership, which I, was a whole new experience, and I was going from Methodist to Baptist, so that's even, you mm-hmm. know, a, a big thing to do. But And probably, you know, mom probably didn't, I don't know how she took that. But uh, as I did, um, and, and, and there was that feeling. It was just that one moment where I was already feeling the elation of mm-hmm. wanting to know more and getting more involved in church. But uh, it was that moment that I did. You, you get the tinglies, you get that feeling, that sensation that yeah. you really can't describe, but people who have been through it know it. It's just that it, it's almost like a, that runner's high or something along those lines where your body just, you almost have an out-of-body experience mm-hmm. in the most part. You just yeah. feel like you're floating, but I came forward. And I felt that urge to really open my heart to God and commit myself to him for real this time. Like, I understand what I'm doing when I make this Mm -hmm. commitment. I understand that from now on, everything I do is a reflection of God. Mm -hmm. You know, everything that I'm doing, I want to learn so much more and I really want to get into it. And that moment, it it was right after that moment, really, uh, once I committed that my eyes were literally open to what I was doing and what I shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of habits that I was yeah. kicking aside and not mm-hmm. relying on anymore. Uh, friends that I had to give up because they were yeah. leading me down the wrong path and and relationships that I saw mm-hmm. that was not leading me down the right path. And all of a sudden, everything started lining up. Now, it didn't happen instantaneous that yeah. it was like the next day that I met mm-hmm. Joy or anything. That was later on. But those that time in between that and that, you know, the moment that I met her and all that leading up to it, all everything all started making sense. And that's, boy, just the beauty of how God had things laid out for me. And I could see that. Yeah, dude knows what he's doing, man. Uh, he, he, 
I always, I'm always, and we, I know we talked about this today too. Um, I, I'm always hyper aware of like what God might be doing in my life. And I feel very strongly that the things I've experienced, God was preparing me for what he knew I was going to be going through, whether it was my relationship or just life in general. And so I, I love, I love hearing that. It's so funny when you describe that feeling, anybody who has really felt the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives, they know exactly what you're talking about. And, and it is, it's this weird, like you said, out of body experience. I really do. Like sometimes you get like, you're, you're watching your kids or you're watching your wife do something and it could be the silliest thing and just that love will well up inside you it's that same thing man the holy spirit has such a desire to get you closer to god that you just i'm getting pumped up now just talking about it it, it, it is it's absolutely incredible so when we're reflecting on um love like you should desire that same love like for god and for chasing him because it is it's the same way and like any relationship the only, the only difference is we can expect perfection from God because he, he is, and he is not going to let us down the way that other people are going to let us down. I think so many times our failed relationships inhibit our ability to trust God because we're so used to people letting us down. We're so used to failure. We're so used to disappointment that for, for a God to love us and take care of us and consistently deliver, yeah. it's, it, it's mind boggling. Um, so yeah, I, I love listening to it. Uh, so my wife over the last, you know, the last couple of years, she really got saved. And again, she's one who grew up in church, granny and mom drug her to you know, church. And she knew, she knew about Jesus, but she didn't know Jesus. And it was just a couple of years ago that she at a church service that I wasn't even at, I was at a school for the army and actually we had a huge argument the night before. And, um, she told me that night after the kind of the dust had settled that she really wanted to go to church the next day, which was a weird thing to say after our argument. And so I was like, well, Hey, if, if you feel like you're, you're supposed to go to church tomorrow, go to church tomorrow. Don't worry about waiting on finding out about childcare. Just take the kids. Something, something will be fine. And she went and she called me after the service and she was so, so like excited. And it, and it was like, I mean, maybe, maybe two weeks later, like like the Holy Spirit just grabbed hold of her and that was it, man. And, and it is, it's, it's, it's a radical change when you, when you're doing it on purpose, when you're doing it with like the real understanding of like, Hey, like things are going to change now. And she did, she changed like shows she watched music, she listened to. And it's been awesome. Matter, matter of fact, that when you talked about your running jokes, one of our running jokes is man, she can't, she can't understand how, how just my prayers were carrying us through like the first seven years of our relationship. Cause now that we pray together and, you know, do things like that together on a spiritual side, like being intentional about a pursuit of God together, it's, she's like, I don't understand how we ever did this another way. So, yeah. And it's just amazing how things unfold and then the compromises that you have to make. Uh, but the things too, that I think our focus is on now, and, and I'm not saying our, our, our spiritual, spirits or or our spiritual growth has hit its peak or anything Mm -hmm. we are you know always trying to develop and work on that ourselves Mm -hmm. but we're also trying to instill that in our children and that's the thing that i think it's great for a couple um where both joy and i really try to do our best to instill in our kids you know they're on that drug program too yeah where they're being drugged to church but we're hoping that we're not having to force them to go to church we we want you to go to church we want to see that we want to go to church and when you see the fact that we want to go to church and learn more and go to bible study or you know whatever it is that we can do Mm -hmm. to learn more about and 
uh, and doing the best that we can do to get involved with the church and, and the different programs. And it's always great to see our kids help with either the shoebox ministries or going to the Royal Ambassadors uh, and, and doing the best that we can on working with the community uh, and trying to spread the love of God, praying for people, telling your friends, uh, listening to them talk about how they're praying for their friends, you know, or when you're just instilling a simple prayer before eating a meal and passing that along to the kids to do uh, so that they get that little thing where they're getting conditioned to learn to pray to God, not only just for the food, Mm -hmm. but just in a daily walk. Uh, wanting to do something like that. Yeah, I get pumped. I get pumped, uh, you know, hearing uh, Lucas goes to a daycare right now. He'll get to start elementary school this coming fall. But, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's in a little church, and, they you know, they get Christian curriculum, and I love it, and they, they memorize his Bible verses and stuff. But I guess that uh, the teacher wasn't ready to hear him pray because you know they do their normal prayers but but lucas uh, he's my five-year-old he'll he'll do you know dear heavenly father and he'll just talk to god and i love it because it's a habit it's just something he's seen me do so like even though we don't want to drag our kids to church we do want them to see that we prioritize it enough right that like we're not going to settle i know we talked a little bit about that kind of habit um in the sports podcast but uh that 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 is a, a big thing, and, and so any parent out there, like, don't be afraid to do that. So I'm curious, um, we, whenever we talk about love and, like, relationships, everyone's talking about the first date, and you talked about your, like, ooh, your blind date. That's great. But what do you remember your best date? <laughs> is, there, is there a best date? We've, we've had so many. I don't know. I don't know if I can narrow down to just one or two. But it, All you but husbands we, at home, I want you to notice that is what a, a smart married man after 20 years says, because whatever he says, he's going to back himself into a corner. If he describes the best date, if Joy disagrees, then now now he's his best date's wrong. Or but, if it reminds her of an incredible date he did that he now has to repeat. So understand the seasoned vet <laughs> just went with the, the best. Oh, I can't narrow it down. I'm going to be so a politician. Give myself, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, and I think there are times where we do have moments um, where it's just us and we're away from the kids and we get to spend time together. I think those are probably some of the best times. It doesn't have to be an official date. Now, we have had uh, getaways like an anniversary. We'll go to a bed and breakfast, things like that. And I think there are times like that where I really enjoyed being with her and it was just me and her. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no distractions or anything like that. And we just get to share you know, our love for one another away from mm-hmm. the hecticity and, and the, 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 you know, are we doing the laundry today? Yeah, Is yeah, today yeah. laundry day? Are we cleaning up the house? Uh-huh. Are we going nuts cleaning up the house? Are we rearranging the basement? You know, are we trying to get it to the point where we can get a car in the basement? You know, it, it, things like that, we're all gone away and we're just amongst, you know, we're just Hang with out. ourselves and being yeah. able to you know, just go without a schedule, walk downtown hand in hand, noticing little things, doing stuff, participating in stuff. And, uh, you know, I, there's probably at least a couple of times where we had those little getaways that I think about. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Stonefort Inn, I think, was the name of the place that we had gone to a couple of times up in Tennessee. And it was just such a great getaway. And there was one where uh, I participated in a 5K because she knew at the time I was all into 5Ks. Did she go out there? No, she didn't want to bother <laughs> me. She's just like, hey, you're going to get up at the crack yeah, of dawn yeah, yeah. and run for like five miles? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to relax funny. here. But when you come back, it's us. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to have time together. And it was just a great weekend all together. And I, and I really, I look back and, and see that weekend probably amongst uh, many of the others where we were just just in the right place with mm-hmm. each other at the right time. And I always think about that. But just every day I come home, 
really it's just a great time you know and i look forward to coming home and getting a hug or a little kiss or you know something on those lines and of course she knows uh one of the things i like to do is cook so when i get home she knows you know hey it's it's time for you to unwind while you're cooking and everything because mm-hmm. i really do enjoy it i involve her i involve the boys and and uh, helping us with cooking the meal. She finds out these little things that, that I like to do that kind of gives me peace. Now, she has stumbled onto one of the things which I was like ah, a little apprehensive on sharing, but she knows as a man, and you probably know this, cutting the grass to me oh. is a nice little getaway. Oh, yeah. Like while you're cutting the grass, you don't have to have headphones on in some cases. You can just sit there and it's almost like a man's meditation time oh, yeah. on cutting the grass. And tangible because after you get through cutting the grass you got a well-cart yard yeah you feel accomplished yeah. as a man that kind of my thing, wife you know? asked me one time she's like when are you gonna like teach braid and he's 10 getting ready to be 11 yeah you don't want to like, get when that are you gonna, yeah when are you gonna teach him how to cut the like mow like use the lawnmower and i said um never like, <laughs> because for that hour or so that it takes and it could probably be done faster mm. but i'm not gonna ruin my time no um but yeah for that hour it's peace nobody needs anything from me nobody wants anything from me i've got my headphones in i got usually got worship music going literally i think i've had most of my really great appreciative moments of just looking at what God gave me riding around my house on a lawnmower cutting the grass and just thinking God you provided all this that's pretty cool and also this quiet time is even cooler I know right <laughs> well see Joy stumbled across that now she's cutting the grass okay. and oh, I'm no. just like oh come on but now there are moments where I'm like hey the grass gets a little tall I may have to cut it yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry you had to <laughs> work like, today I but I, I, I really <laughs> want to cut the grass uh, but now and then I'm stuck on weed eating which is fine you know I can do the same thing with the weed eating now she's saying yeah, I'm going to teach my kids well we're, we're yeah, starting to pass that down Avery's yeah. starting to learn the weed eating and yeah, I'm like pull the weeds out of the garden well I almost don't want to give that up because that's all I got left because she's figured out the lawnmower thing here's my thing if she's out, if she's outside on the lawnmower, and Peyton and Avery are out in the garden, either weed eating or, or plucking weeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means your quiet time's inside. I mean, the problem is, like, I would trade outdoor work for like I don't want dishes or laundry. Yeah, I I'd mean, have to just burn some leaves or something. I'd have to be outdoors and with them. But, uh, but yeah, that's, you stumbled across that. So again, compromise. I, I I can deal with it. But every once in a while, I'll try to sneak in that grass cutting just so I can have my time. But it it is a just a, such a great dynamic that I have with her, and I just thank God mm-hmm. that that he had everything lined up for us and that we found each other and that we get to display that love and and just be together as a as a family and growing up with these boys and hopefully instilling in them what my parents were able to instill in me and you know we've got a, one that's in college and learning how uh looking back and seeing what my parents did where at one point they were just like look free will we're gonna have to let you make your own decisions at this point we can't make them for you and that's what we're experiencing with our oldest Whereas our youngest, we're still trying to nurture a little bit yeah, and kind of yeah. guiding them in the right path. But but that release is really difficult. And I think for both of us at some point where you're having to give up the reins and let that child, you know, go on with what you've been showing him as far as what a relationship is, mm-hmm. what a relationship is with God, what a relationship is with a person. And you're hoping that they get to carry that on with them. Yeah. And so I want to point people as we kind of close this discussion. So. Um, you know, this is one of our Anchor in the Storm outreach projects. This podcast is, but the, one of the podcast, one of the main things we were doing for a while was the Bible Story series, which is on YouTube. The easiest way to get to that is just go to anchorinthestorm.net and click on videos. Um, but uh, Marshall, a good friend of mine, um, did a really good, uh, really mini teaching devotional, if you would, on Genesis two, and just to steal a little bit of that, basically he, he just talked about how. Remember when God's creating everything, he creates man. And so God would come down and walk through like the garden of Eden with Adam. And God looked at this and said, this, there's something missing. And he creates Eve and 
th- I think we overlook the fact that God, like this is man walking with God and even God understood, hey, you know, you need relationships. See, God has perpetually existed for all eternity in relationship in, in the Trinity, right? So he's always had the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the three in one. However you look at that, they've always been connected and in relationship. And so he understands our, our desire for that. And I think so many problems in this world are from broken relationships and so many solutions are from mending relationships or healthy relationships. But we are we are created for relationship and we see that all the way back in Genesis 2. So whatever those relationships are in your life, I encourage you to to work on them like like you said make those compromises and then take the time to put in the effort because we were made for it and when you're in a healthy relationship it does it changes everything it makes work easier it makes life easier it makes raising kids easier which is not easy you know and so uh i just we are made for it and and anyway so if you want to check out that teaching i encourage you to do that and i'm sure we'll talk about that more in the podcast because again um and as we kind of conclude on love obviously i mean there's no greater love than what god has for us and in that while we were sinners, he, he sent Jesus to die for us. And the gospel is love. Jesus is love. Um, and, and so when, we, when we're thinking about love, when we're contemplating it, um, if we love like Jesus, that means it's going to be very sacrificial. It means it's going to be compromised, not necessarily compromising on like certain beliefs and ideals, but, but compromising in that I don't, I don't have to be served. I can serve. And if you spend all your time serving your wife, and if she's spending all her time serving you, You'll never run into issues because you'll both you'll be fighting over trying to bless each other. So, um, yeah, great, really great talk. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't think about Valentine's Day or well, like the p- potential for talking about love. Just struggling this morning. I was thinking about the fact that we're just a couple of days away from that. And also a uh, big reminder, too, if you're getting gifts for Valentine's Day, don't let it be a vacuum cleaner. Uh, pots and pans or an iron uh, for your wife because that's just <laughs> from no, experience yeah dead set no 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 it's uh, not I really, thought, I really thought I really thought you were don't going, do it. you're about to go into an ad for like I don't know uh, <laughs> roses.com or something I don't know no, no, no. but uh, that's funny well um, well, I'll close this in prayer God we thank you um, for, for the relationships that you've given us uh, individually like our actual wives God we thank you for them as the gift that they've that they are, that they've been in our lives. But God, also for the other relationships around us, uh, I pray that uh, those who are listening would contemplate the relationships that they have. And, and God, if there's unhealthy parts of it, that they would begin to mend those and work on those, God. And I pray that you would give your Holy Spirit discernment to them so they would see that. God, we thank you that as we contemplate and think on love, God, that you've shown us a love that's even greater than we can imagine, that we don't understand even in this moment, we can't understand the love that you have for us, God. And so I pray that anyone listening, anyone um, watching, God, that they would um, enjoy that love, that they would feel that love and know that, God, there's there's someone, uh, a God in heaven who is so personal that he loves them individually. And God, I pray that it would lead them to uh, repentance and acceptance and living a life for Jesus. And God, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. You've been listening to Exude That Christianity Podcast, part of the Anchor in the Storm outreach. We hope you like what you've heard, and if you're looking for more resources, look us up online at anchorinthestorm.net. There, you will find links to our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and much more.